right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard-to-recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things with a program that complements your regular recycling. Because plastics can be so much more. Give this trash the second chance it was hoping hard-to-recycle plastics can be so much more. Participate in the Hefty Energy Bag Program, happening in your neighborhood today. Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. Once again, it's nice to have you join me in this cozy little chamber of chills. I really hate being alone. What with all the strange and eerie things that go on in here. So, pull up a chair and keep me company. Oh, by the way, what's it like outside? Rainy? Fair? Cold? If it weren't for the variety of weather, life would indeed become monotonous. I sometimes think God made weather unpredictable for a very good reason. To keep us guessing. But in our tale about to unfold, the weather not only becomes unpredictable, it becomes downright nasty. I've got every available man out now, Doctor. The storm's getting worse. We've got to find him. The thing is completely out of control. I don't know if we can stop it at all. Now look! There, up on Bishop's Peak. There he goes. You've got to get him. If you don't, this whole town could be flattened by this storm. Mystery drama, Tomorrow, Cloudy and Cold, was written especially for the Radio Mystery Theater by Bob Juran and stars Norman Rose and Russell Horton. They say that everybody talks about the weather, but nobody ever does anything about it. Well, after all, what can we do but grin and bear it? We're at the mercy of the elements. And very often, our moods are affected by the weather when various pressure systems produce depression or even physical aches and pains. In the tale about to unfold, the weather plays a significant role, but in a way I think you'll find both surprising and unexpected. Come now to the large and brooding home of Dr. Herman Bruno, parapsychologist, whose research work in the field of human emotions is world-famous. Dr. Bruno is receiving a visitor. Come in. Sit down, please. We both know why I'm here, Doctor, so uh, let's have it. What, what's the catch? <laughs> There's no catch, as you call it, Mr. Slender. I'm offering $10,000 to the right subject for a series of experiments. Yeah, the ad in the paper said room and board, too. Oh, absolutely. The subject will have to live here. Uh, how many guys answered the ad? You're the fourth. The other three were not at all suitable. Now, if you're interested, we shall have to see if you are suitable. Well, I'm here, so I'm interested. Now, uh, what's it all about? Well, if we agree that you're my man, you won't know what we're doing. If you did, it would cloud the entire project. Uh, you see, Mr. Slender, this is a psychological experiment. Uh, to test the theory of mine, the subject must be totally ignorant of what I'm aiming for. Otherwise, well, you can certainly see that 
preconceived ideas would influence your responses. You're going to fool around with my mind? Oh, no, fool around is hardly the word. But you've already convinced me that you are my best prospect so far. I'll have to ask you to submit to a few other simple tests. Uh, what do you say? Will I know what's happening to me? Well, in time, I suspect. Right now, even I don't know what may happen. Uh-huh. Uh, when do I get the ten grand? Half when we begin, the other half spread out over 12 months. Yeah, room and board for a year plus 10 grand? <laughs> okay, I'm game if you want me. Uh, now, my ad stipulated a man with no family attachments. I assume that that holds true of you. Oh, yes, I grew up in an orphanage and I'm not married. Oh, good. I want someone with no emotional involvement. Well, that's me. I can be a little hot-headed at times, mm -hmm. but I... Uh, what is your age, please? Uh, 22. Huh. And uh, what do you do? A <laughs> little bit of anything. Never thought much about a trade. That's why this uh, ten grand looked like such a soft deal. Well, it may not be all that easy, but we shall see. Now, I'll have my housekeeper show you your quarters. Move in whatever belongings you have, and we'll start laying the groundwork. Ah, yes, yes, I think that you are the right man. Boy, some layout you got here, Doc. I never had a room like that in my life. Well, I'm glad that you're comfortable. Uh, sit down. Well, you'll begin actual work in another week or two. But there are a few things you should know about what we'll be doing. Now, I am a psychologist. I study human behavior from a metaphysical standpoint. And I specialize in emotions. Uh, yeah, well, if you say so. Well, I don't expect you to understand it all. But in a word, what we're involved in here is the relationship between the weather and human emotions, feelings, and moods. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Like you feel good on a sunny day. Or something like that. I'll be using some mild drugs, a bit of hypnosis. Nothing for you to worry about, though. I'm not worried. Well, that's all I want you to know for the present. Don't try to guess what's expected of you. Mm -hmm. The whole point of the project is to see what happens. Mm, whatever you say. I know you just relax for the next few days. Get to know your way around the house and the grounds. And Mrs. Borden will get you anything you want. <laughs> it's like a vacation. <laughs> But not for long. What do you think of him, Mrs. Borden? I always trust your intuition. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Not too bright, but sincere. Very well balanced, I'd say. Yes. He's really an excellent subject. But how soon will you have the herbs ready? Two weeks at the most. Oh, that's good. I'll need at least that to study him. And I've got to start the logbook to chart his natural moods. The herbs will make him respond. Oh, I hope so. You know, I am on the threshold of a breakthrough in controlling emotion. What will happen? Oh, yes, that's the question. What will happen when I do? June 4, bright and sunny. Rick in best of spirits. June 7, rainy morning. Rick awoke in foul mood. June 10th. Unusually cool for June. Rick sullen and uncommunicative. His mood patterns are amazing, Mrs. Borton. I'm going to start with the herbs tomorrow. They're ready, sir. Small amount in his morning cereal to start with. I know what to do. He'll be as responsive as you want him. Yes. I can't start hypnosis until he's had the herbs for a month. I hope he has the patience to stay with us. I know that he's getting bored just hanging around. I'm going to have to give him some diversion without getting him emotionally involved. He's a restless sort, but 
The herbs will help sedate him. The month will go faster than you think. June 15th, warm and sunny. Rick relaxed. Seems to enjoy the gardening work I assigned him. June 22nd, humid, dreary day. Rick definitely responding to the herbs. July 10th, blistering hot day. Rick unusually agitated and excited. Tomorrow, I start hypnosis. Now, just relax, Rick. Here, drink this. Another cup of tea? What is this stuff, anyway? It was just an herb to help you relax. Now, we're going to begin a little more active experimenting. Good, good. It's been pretty boring so far, but, you know, ten grand is ten grand. <laughs> All right, now you just lie down there on the couch. Okay. That's it. Now, I just want to make one entry in the log. July 11th, another bright hot day. Rick relaxed. All right, Rick. You do feel pretty good, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. All right, now just relax. Now, I'm going to start a metronome. Now, you just do as I tell you. Now, Rick, look straight at this amulet. It's an opal. That's it. Never take your eyes off it. Now, you watch it. Back and forth. That's it. Watch it sway. In time to the ticking. Your eyes are getting heavy. The amulet is blurring. You're sleepy. Relaxed. Oh, it's a beautiful day, Rick. It's warm. Not hot. Sunny. Pleasant. You feel good, Rick. You feel good, don't you? Because it's warm and sunny. Feel good. But why should you feel good? You have no home. No family. Never held a steady job. Isn't that true? That's what you told me. Uh, uh, when you get right down to it, Rick, you're just a bum. Uh, uh, you know it, but you don't want to admit it. No, no, not true. Oh, yes, it is. You don't like to be called a bum, do you? Uh, you don't want to face the truth. Not a bum. I am not a bum. I always paid my own way. Nobody wants you. Who even likes you? You don't think that I like you. What? You're just a guinea pig as far as uh, I'm concerned. Stop it. Stop it. Rick. Now, Rick, when I clap three times, you'll wake up. You won't remember. You'll wake up when I clap three. Now. Huh? Huh? Oh. Well, what happened? Rick. Rick, you don't remember what I said. You don't remember your answers. No, I just blacked out. Hmm? You didn't hear anything unusual? No. All right, you just stay here and relax. Mrs. Borden? Mrs. Borden? Yes. Yes, Doctor. Uh, did you hear it? It wasn't my imagination. I heard it. I heard the thunder, and there's not a cloud in the sky. Doctor, uh, why do I feel so tired all the time? Oh, it's the effects of our work. We'll take a few days off. I, I don't think I want to keep on with this. I mean, even for the money... Oh, no, I... you can't pull out now. It's taken months to get us this far, and we've made great strides. It's working. I want to know what we're doing, then. What's happening when you hypnotize me like that? Well, Rick, you are... We are developing a skill. That's all that I can tell you. But eventually I hope to reach a point where it will work when you are not under hypnosis. 
this skill will carry over into your waking existence. And what'll I do with this skill? Well, I don't really care. I only want to prove that it works. Look, what is happening? What are you doing to me? I, I am exercising your emotions, Rick. It's a fact that when we think, our brain gives off electrical impulses. I believe that the emotions do the same. And can do more. <laughs> Think back to your childhood, Rick. You never had a mother or a father. Not like most boys with parents, nice homes. Nobody seemed to care about you, did they? Nobody cared. Yes, it's tough to be lonely, to want family and know that you'll never have it. You've never had a family. <laughs> Christmas. All you ever got was hand-me-downs in the orphanage. Lonely, lonely, lonely. I cried myself to sleep every night. Yes, and later on, it wasn't any better. Huh? Remember how you felt when you saw some of your friends at the orphanage adopted? Oh. You saw them leaving to go to happy homes. Yeah. <laughs> Those were even tougher times, weren't they, Rick? What few friends you made there left to go to happy homes, and they left you behind. All right, Rick. You're going to wake up now. When I clap three times, you'll wake up. You're awake now, Rick. I... Uh... But my face is wet. My eyes. You've been crying. Remembering things. But, Rick, look outside. Well, it's raining. How long was I under? Only a moment or two. But it was bright and sunny when I... Rick... You made it rain. Your tears brought on the rain. Now you know what I've been working toward all these months. Your emotions aren't affected by the weather. Your emotions affect the weather. Hey, wait a minute. You're crazy. In yeah. our earlier sessions, when I got you angry or annoyed, I heard distant thunder. I told you a funny story, and you laughed, and a cloudy day turned sunny. It's true. Your emotions affect the weather wherever you happen to be. How far a radius, I don't know yet. That is still to be explored. Still to be nothing. Hey, I'm getting out of here. You are crazy. Now, Rick. I am getting out. Now, first of all, I don't believe this nonsense. Nobody can make weather happen. And what's more, I have had enough of your freaky business. Yeah, look, you can keep the dough. I want out. You'll think differently tomorrow. Tomorrow, nothing. I'm through with you. You understand? Through. Shout at me again. Yeah, Shout. I bust you right in that... You're shot. doing it, Rick. Believe it or, or deny it, but it's true. You are doing that. Storm or no storm, I'm leaving. You turned me into a freak. A freak like you. Rick, wait. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm getting as far away from here as I can. No, no, Rick, you can't. You've got to stay under my care now. I am getting out of here while I've still got my skin and what's left of my sanity. Rick. And don't try to find me. I am going. into the storm he obviously created runs Rick, a man possessed with an unusual power, the ability to control the weather around him through his emotions. Where is he headed? If Dr. Bruno wants to locate his protege, I suppose he'll just have to follow the weather forecast. I'll return shortly with Act Two. saying that goes, whether it's cold or whether it's hot, we shall have weather, whether or not. 
It'll be nice to be able to order up any kind of weather we choose. Sunshine for picnics, rain for drought-stricken areas. Rick Slander seems to be in just such a position, even though he doesn't believe it possible. But Rick has run out on Dr. Bruno, who conjured up this curious power. And neither of them has any idea how to control it. Our scene shifts to a small Pennsylvania town where Robin Fowler and her father, John, are driving home from a swimming meet, which Robin has just won. Oh, I thought I'd lost to Rosemary Winkler for sure. I was proud of you, Robin. You really put on a steam at that last lap. Oh, I was so cold, though. I was almost numb. It's the strangest weather for the first of August I've ever seen. All of a sudden, the temperature dropped into the 40s. And yesterday was so beautiful. We're not the only ones getting it. Weather all over the state's been crazy lately. I had a report last night on the police wire from Harrisburg. Freak wind blew down power lines and trees all over the place. Doesn't anyone know what's causing it? Uh, all sorts of theories going around. Sunspot activity, some think. One crowd swears the earth's tilting on its axis. Oh, it's so gray and windy and cold today. Feels like snow. In August, that would set a record. Daddy, that man walking in the road up ahead, he looks so cold, let's give him a ride. Well, we can ask where he's going. He's a stranger to Rosemont, that's for sure. I never saw him around here before. Slow down. Hi, want a lift? Well, I'll be darned. He's running across Nagel's cornfield. Uh, maybe seeing your sheriff's seal on the car scared him. I don't mind strangers in Rosemont, long as they're open and friendly. But running off is suspicious behavior. He looked young, too. Yeah, he couldn't have been more than 20. We haven't had any fugitive reports that describe him, no. I'd better have the boys keep an extra sharp lookout anyway. Oh, he's probably just passing through. Anyone who runs from the law has something to hide, my dear. He was kind of nice looking. Uh, in a scruffy sort of way. Well, we'll watch for him. If he turns up again, we'll question him. I want to stop by the office for a minute, then we'll head home. We're having supper with your Aunt Lillian. Oh, I'm sick about this cold snap. I'm about to lose all my tomato plants. I just don't understand it. Oh, nobody does, but that's the weather. Changeable as a woman's mind. It's spooky, that's what it is. <laughs> well, it's got to warm up, Aunt Lily, and it's just a freak day in August. Oh, I hope so, Robin. Oh, by the way, John, there's a, a stranger in town. I thought you ought to know. Oh, you saw him too? Well, he came to the back door today. I figured he wanted a handout, but before I could even ask what he wanted, he turned and ran. <laughs> got cold feet, I guess. That's got to be the same boy, Daddy. Yes, most likely is. Kind of thin with a wispy red beard, about 20? Yes, yeah, that's him. It, he didn't look menacing or anything. I'd have given him a sandwich if he was hungry. Well, he might have beaten you on the head and taken all your money. Oh, go on, John. That doesn't happen in Rosemont. Ah, uh, Sheriff, I've got to be suspicious of any stranger. Particularly one who ran off when he saw my car. Well, I sure hope it warms up tomorrow. So do I. I've got to spend the morning in the pool practicing for the swimming meet at the end of the month. I almost lost today. It was so cold. I still say it's the devil's work. Going swimming today, Ron? I have to. It hasn't warmed up any. Looks like it might even rain. Well, I won't stay as long as usual. Drop me off on your way to headquarters? Sure thing. Come on. Where did you come from? Oh, I've been watching you swim. You're good. 
Oh, we saw you yesterday. We were going to give you a ride. Oh, uh, you, you were in the sheriff's car? Yeah, he's my father. Hey, wait. Wait, you don't have to run away. Please don't run away. I, I don't like to answer questions. Well, we're very friendly here. My father won't arrest you or anything. I mean, you haven't done anything, have you? Well, no, no, of course not. I, uh, I might be looking for a job. But... Oh, okay, wait till I get out of the pool. Have you tossed me that towel over there? Oh, it's breathing. Yeah, yeah it's cold all over. What kind of job are you looking for? Well, I don't know yet. I don't even know if I want to stay in this town. Uh, oh? Well, what do you mean, oh? Well, you're a, you're a drifter? No, no, I'm not. I I get around, that's all. Oh, where are you from? Well, I just uh, left Harrisburg. <laughs> Nothing interesting there. You were in Harrisburg last night? Yeah. Well, I heard they had a freaky wind over there. Blew everything down. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. Well, where were you before that? Where's your home? I grew up in Cincinnati. Are your folks still there? Look, I said I don't like answering questions. Is that all you can do, ask questions? I'm sorry. I was just trying to be friendly. I'm Robin, uh, Robin Fowler. Oh, (laughs) I'm Rick Slander. I like that. Sounds like a detective in a mystery book. (laughs) How old are you? 22. I'm 17. I graduate from school next year. Oh, yeah. You're a good swimmer. I won a meet yesterday. I'm practicing for one in another two weeks. But why don't you come and watch? Uh, well, I don't know if I'll even be around. Uh... Um, I know you don't like answering questions, but, uh-huh. uh, where are you staying? Oh, I haven't decided. I only got to town yesterday. What'd you do last night? Slept in a barn. <laughs> I don't know whose it was. Well, you were up at my aunt's house, and, and then you ran away from there, too. Were you hungry? Uh, Yes. My aunt would have given you something to eat. You must be starving. Oh, I am hungry, all right. Well, look, why don't you come back with me? My aunt lives right across the street from us, and I'm sure she'll give you some lunch. Why, I don't think so. It's nice of you, though. Why not? We're very friendly here. Just because my father's the sheriff doesn't mean he drags everybody to jail. I mean, maybe he can even help you get a job or something. Well, uh, maybe I might take you up on the food. I didn't have much money when I... When you what? left where I was staying before. Well, that settles it. Come on. Okay. (laughs) It's sure nice of you. Ah, thank heaven. The sun is coming out. It's getting warmer already. I just hope it stays that way. Perhaps you should contact the state police, sir. And tell them what? That a young man is going to cause the weather to change wherever he goes? They'd lock me up. Well, you wouldn't have to tell them that report him as a missing person. No, if I get the police on his tail, there's no telling what the excitement might do to him. No, we'll have to follow the papers and newscasts very closely. Check for any signs of unusual weather wherever it might occur. It's the only way to trace him. But then what can you do? Are you going after him? I'll have to. I'm going to have to try to undo this with more hypnosis. Now you get hold of your practitioner and see what he can come up with for an antidote. If and when I locate Slender. No, thanks, ma'am. I'm stuffed. I'd have fed you yesterday if you hadn't run off. Oh, I'm sure glad the weather cleared. Looks like my tomatoes are safe after all. Hello in there. Daddy, come on in. Oh, John, you want some apple pie? No, thanks, Lil. Oh, Daddy, this is Rick Slander. Yes, I figured as much since you phoned me at the office to say he was here. You won't have any trouble from me, sir. Yes, so Robin tells me. 
You staying or moving on? Well, I might just stay a while if I'm welcome. This is just about the friendliest town I've seen in a long while. I thought maybe you could help him find some work, Daddy. I mean, there's got to be some kind of job in town. Well, son, what can you do? A little bit of anything. What was your last job? I was... Well, I, I don't know how to put it. Uh, I was a guinea pig for some nutty psychologist. What? Yeah, he offered me $10,000 to be in some kind of kooky experiment. <laughs> It was crazy. I ran out on him. Anyone would have. He, he, this guy was a flake. Well, if you're serious about it, I suppose I could talk to some people in town. Otherwise, I'll have to ask you to move on. I don't like people just hanging around. Leads to trouble, you know. Well, I want a job, sir. I've, I've always made my own way. Well, you can have my back room till you're working and find a place of your own. I, I can't believe this. I've never been treated like this before. I've... You won't have any trouble here in Rosemont if you keep your nose clean. How's my time? Uh, two minutes and 13 seconds. Oh, I've got to do better than that next week. <laughs> You'll win it, Robin. That young fellow seems like a decent sort. He's only been working two days, but though Martin says he's pleased with him. <laughs> he's a good house guest, too. No picking up after him. But he's a... He's a moody one. There's something strange. Oh? What do you mean? Well, we have breakfast together. And I can tell how he's feeling by what the morning's like. That was cool and cloudy day before yesterday. And he comes out with a headache. Looking like he didn't have a friend in the world. Well, lots of folks react to the weather. Well, now wait. I started talking to him, trying to cheer him up. And suddenly, he smiled. And you know, the sun came out just like that. Oh, I sure hope Robin wins today. Oh, I got my fingers crossed. He'll win. She's good. Thank goodness we got such a perfect day for it. Couldn't be nicer. Yeah, it's nice and warm. The way I feel, we're good friends. Yeah, here we go. This is Robin's race coming up. Oh, come on, Robin. She has got to win. She wants it so much. There they go. Oh, she's in front. She might catch up. Oh, still, she's trying her best. That's what counts. Ah, well, that's too bad. She had a hard set on this race. Oh, she worked so hard. She should have won. Damn, she should have won. Oh, you did your best, Robin. Oh, we were very proud of you. Oh, I wanted to win that one so much. Well, I'm more disappointed than you are. We'd uh, better get to the car. It's clouding up fast. You should have won, Robin. Well, I'm glad it held off till the meet was over. From the looks of it, it's going to rain cats and dogs. John, do you think we should stop till it's over? Oh, well, maybe we'd better. This hail is building up on the road. It's impossible. Hail in the summer. It's been known to happen, but it's rare. John, that the car ahead. It's getting. Now, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> On an icy road in midsummer, two cars slide into each other, something that usually happens only in midwinter. But then, the weather in Rosemont hasn't been the same since Rick Slander came to town. At first, a little thunder accompanied Rick's anger, but this, a mild disappointment creates a hailstorm? 
We'll see just how bad the weather can get in Rosemont when I return shortly with Act Three. under the worst spell of summer weather they've ever had. But the town, and even Rick himself, have no idea what's causing it. The sudden hailstorm that followed the swimming meet resulted in more than one dented fender. Lots of local speculation, and only a small news story on the Associated Press wire. Fortunately, the accident in which Rick and Robin were involved turned out to be a relatively minor one. Robin? Robin? How are you feeling? Not too bad. My arm hurts a little. Must be the rain. Gee, I feel terrible about it. I'm lucky I came out of the accident with just a broken arm. I only wish it was me instead of you. Don't be silly. These things happen. Dad and Aunt Lillian didn't even get a scratch. I guess we were all lucky. Somehow I feel that it was my fault. Rick, you weren't even driving. and It wasn't anybody's fault. It was an accident. Yeah, I know, but in the back of my mind, I... I have this feeling. I never told you about Dr. Bruno, the the guy who was going to pay me $10,000. No. Well, when I was with him, he hypnotized me. I don't know what happened to me when I was under, but he said some pretty wild things to me later. That's why I ran away from him. But for the first time, somewhere in the back of my mind, I... I get the feeling this was my fault. Rick, stop it. Now, you didn't make the hail. You weren't driving the car, so stop talking like that. I'm wondering if that hypnosis has something to do with Rick, the... please, that... That frightens me. Oh. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. last thing I want to do is hurt or frighten you. You and your family have been nicer to me than anybody I ever met. I'm going to stay in Rosemont, Robin. Does that make you happy? Yes, it does, Rick. I'm glad. I feel at home here. I... I have a feeling I'm going to stay a long time. I think that I found him, Mrs. Borden. Where, sir? A town called Rosemont in Pennsylvania. Now, this story in the paper reports a sudden hailstorm there. Nothing unusual in itself, but... Let's see, it goes on to say that this was another in a string of strange weather patterns in that area over the past several weeks. I'll wager my degree that Rick Slander's in Rosemont. What are you going to do? Try to find out first. Hello? Oh, operator. I'd like to call the chief of police in a town called Rosemont, Pennsylvania. Uh, Could you help me with the call? Yes? All right, thank you. It's the closest I've come to so many erratic weather patterns. Uh, do you have the antidote ready? Well, yes, it's been ready for weeks. Good, I know. Hello, Sheriff Fowler speaking. Oh, Sheriff, uh, my name is Dr. Herman Bruno. I'm calling from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, yes, Captain? I have reason to believe that one of my patients may be in Rosemont. Now, I know that this is a long shot, but well, have you seen anything of a young man, oh, 22, light red beard? Uh, his name is Rick Slander. <laughs> spot, Doctor. He turned up several weeks ago. My uh, daughter took a shine to him. He's staying with my sister. Seems a decent chap. Well, I'm going to come there to see him. I'll be there this afternoon. It is most important. Uh, you say he's your patient? Uh, what's wrong with him? He seems healthy to me. Well, I can't tell you that on the phone. It's much too complicated, but uh, the sheriff, don't tell him that I called you, whatever you do, until I get there. 
And don't get him excited. Oh, I can't believe he's dangerous, John. Moody, like I said, but not psychotic. All I know is that doctor said don't get him excited. That means if he does get excited, something might happen. Well, there's nothing going to happen to upset him. He and Robin have gone on a picnic. I'm wondering if I should lock him up till that doctor gets here. John, what a thing to say. Now, that would get him excited for sure. Oh, yes, at least he couldn't do anyone any harm. Well, he hasn't done any harm since he's been here. You're just letting your imagination blow up what the doctor said. Well, I hope he knows how to handle Rick. Sometimes these cases can just blow up for no reason at all. I'm going to keep a careful eye on him till that doctor takes him away. So beautiful here. Yeah, it's heaven. Look down there. I've always loved the way the river winds round like a snake through the hills. I've seen dozens of places like this. But you know, I've never seen them the way I do now. What do you mean? Robin, when you grow up without any love, beautiful things don't have any meaning for you. Christmas is just another day in the week. A field of corn that some people think is beautiful just means a day's work for me. Gee, are you old. <laughs> when I look down there and see what you see, the river, the green of the hills, the little white house... I'm seeing with eyes I never had. You really mean it, don't you? I do. In just a couple of weeks, you and your dad and your wonderful Aunt Lillian showed me something I guess I was turning my back on. We were just being friendly. Well, people have tried that before. But I never realized it. I always said nobody gives a damn about me. I wonder how many times somebody did and I never even noticed. Or didn't want to. Well, what did we do? I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to know. I'm just happy it happened. So am I, Rick. I really am. I know you are. And that's what makes the difference. Sheriff Fowler, I'm Dr. Bruno. Come in, sir. Thank you. I wanted to talk with you before I meet Slender. Yes, of course. Sit down. I don't expect you to believe or understand his condition. Perhaps it's only necessary for you to know that his moods are unstable. Now, he himself is not physically violent, but his emotions can cause certain phenomena. I'm sorry you uh, lost me back there, Doctor. Well, I don't want him to become angry or upset. What's ailing him? What do you mean by uh, phenomena? Well, uh, try to understand if you can. His emotions have an effect on the weather. You mean that the other way around, don't you? We've noticed he's been moody. Lots of people no, have no, moody. No, I meant it as I said it. You see, I worked with Slander for several months. He's a man whose emotions affect the weather around him. Now, that hailstorm, the other unusual weather you've been having here in Rosemont. Oh, now, come on, you don't mean... The, the very reason I suspected Slander was here was because of your weather report. Ah, uh, look, um, I think you'd better get your patient and take him out of here right away. He's on a picnic with my daughter... And I'm not waiting anymore. I'm going up to Pine Hill and get him. No, no, wait. Now, come along if you want, Doctor. Otherwise, stay here and I'll bring him to you. I'll come with you. You've got to leave this to me. No, we'd better be going back, Rick. Wow, it's almost five o'clock. <laughs> I don't know where the time went. Can you help me up? Yeah. Oh, this cast is such a pain. There we go. 
I'll take the basket. Look down there. Dad started up the road. We'll get a ride back. <laughs> Just as well. You still ought to be taking it easy, you know. He's driving awfully fast by that road. I wonder if something's the matter. Well, what could be the matter? I don't know. We'll know any second now. There's a man with him. Oh, no. No, not him. Who is it? Rick, do you know him? Uh, Hi, Daddy. What's up? Rick! Don't come near me. Rick! Rick, you've got to listen to me. I said don't come near me. Uh, Rick! The doctor wants to take you home. No, please, leave this to me. I don't want any more of you. Rick, what is it? What's the matter? Why'd you bring him up here, Sheriff? Rick, calm down. You will calm down. You will relax. That stuff doesn't go with me anymore, Doc. Rick, we're going to have to take you. What's happening? He won't come near me. I won't let him. You better do something, Doc. Rick. Now, Rick, you've got to listen to me. You've got to come with me for a final treatment. You must. Don't you see now what's happening? No. I won't go with you. You betrayed me, Sheriff. You brought him here. Rick, calm down. Just calm down. I am calm. And I'll be a lot calmer when you get out of here. Getting out of control. All right? All right, if you won't go, then I will. Rick! Rick, please! Come back. Come back, Rick. got every available man out now. Well, we've got to fight him. The thing is completely out of control. I don't know if we can stop it at all. Now look. There, up on Bishop's Peak. There he goes. If we don't get him soon, this whole town could be completely destroyed. I don't understand it. My men surrounded Bishop's Peak, but he got through somehow. He may be hiding somewhere. I bet he'd listen to me. We don't know where he is. The trees are going down all over the place. Daddy. Daddy, I have an idea. Drive by the swimming pool. The swimming pool? It's just a hunch, but that's why I first met Rick. Well, there's no harm in trying. He could be anywhere. I can't believe a kid like that could make a storm like this. Robin, perhaps he'll listen to you. He evidently likes you. Sure, we've been best friends. Uh, it's getting worse, if anything. Property damage is getting to be out of sight. Look, there, I was right. He's standing right there by the pool. He's trying to wave us away. Oh, let me out. I know he'll talk That's to me. It's too dangerous in this storm, Robin. I'll, I'll be all right. He's out there. It's best she goes alone. If you think he'll listen to her. Well, all right, Robin. Go on. Rick? Rick, listen to me. Please come home. I want you to. Get back to the car, Robin. You'll get hurt. Rick, please. It's not that bad. Your father brought him here. No, he didn't. Dr. Bruno came here looking for you. He wants to help you. I see it now. He made me sun's coming out. It would have to with Rick unconscious. The storm couldn't continue. Well, Doctor, what happens when he comes to? I can't afford it. Who knows? But at least we can control him. When he regains consciousness and there's still a sign that the power is there, I'll administer the medication and put him under hypnosis. That's incredible. Trees and lines down, but... Well, fortunately, no property damage reported so far. It's unreal. I'm more worried about Rick than property damage. Excuse me, uh, Mr. Slander's asking for you, Robin. Uh, why don't you go in? He's awake. I'll be right there. Rick? Robin. 
Where am I? In the hospital. You've been unconscious for about two hours. Hospital? What happened? You were hit by a tree during the storm. Uh, I don't remember a storm. We were having a picnic. Uh, Rick, may I come in? Who's there? Oh, Dr. Bruno, I remember you. Yes. Tell me, uh, how are you feeling? Uh, dizzy. You do remember who I am? Yeah. Yeah, Dr. Bruno, I was working with you for a while. Uh, oh, what are you doing here? How are you? It's gone. It's over. What's over? Uh, Robin said something about a storm. Uh, never mind, Rick, never mind it. You're going to be okay. How's the patient? He, uh, he doesn't remember anything. It's finished. He's normal again. Can I be sure of that? Oh, definitely. Otherwise, he would have reacted to me at once. I wish someone would tell me what happened to me. Uh, you wouldn't believe it either. Rick Slander stayed on in Rosemont. He eventually became manager of the hardware store, and he and Robin were married when she graduated from high school. People in Rosemont still talk about that awful summer. And even now, when the clouds gather and the weather turns chill, they look skyward, wondering if they're in for another one of those devil spells. I'll return shortly. Well, it's time for you to return to the outside world. To the rain, sleep, cold, or heat whatever it may be like. I might suggest, though, if the weather in your neck of the woods suddenly turns odd and unexplainable, you check to see if any strangers have come to town. You never know when Dr. Bruno might just get the idea to try another subject. I might also suggest you keep me company again here in my chamber of chills. I'll be waiting for you. Our cast included Norman Rose, Russell Horton, Bryna Rayburn, Morgan Fairchild, and Ralph Bell. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. By now, you know that sound. It's the sound of the Home Depot. But what about those sounds? Those are the sounds of the Samsung Bespoke Refrigerator's Beverage Center with internal water dispenser and built-in pitcher with flavor infuser for crisp, refreshing water. Making this the sound of savings on top brand appliances. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Save up to $1,201 on this Samsung bespoke refrigerator at the Home Depot. Offer valid August 25th through September 14th. See store or online for details.